Hi, family, and welcome to Jordan's Journey Podcast, your number one resource to help you grow in life and in faith. I'm your host, Jordan Thorpe, where we talk all things your journey to becoming, becoming who God is calling you to be. So if you're ready to learn and grow along your journey, stay tuned. Hi, family, and welcome back to another episode of Jordan's Journey Podcast, where we're talking with real people with real lives real stories and testimonies. And today we have another special guest with us. Her name is April Moore. April Moore. Welcome, April. So glad for you that you were able to join us today. Thank you so much for having me. I go by April Love because that's the name that God gave me. Okay. Well, thank you for correcting. I'm just going off of the the sign up. (laughs) That is my last name, though. Okay. Okay, April Love. Okay. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and how did God give you that name, April Love? You know, talk talk to us about that too. Sure, sure. So hello everyone. Um, like she said, my name is April Love. Um, I am originally from Washington, DC. I am currently residing in Texas. Um, I'm in Houston for now. I started out in Dallas and I'm just trying to figure out where God wants me planted. Um, But I am an accountant during by day. um, So I work with small business owners um, doing accounting as well as tax preparation. Um, I'm a mother. I have a 22 year old daughter, a 15 year old son, and I'm also a grandmother. Um, I am Gigi to my one year old grandson, who just brings me so much light and joy Um, I'm a dog mom and I love to travel. I love to um, help other people. So serve. um, And I love God. Okay. So you're in accounting. (laughs) Yes. You're in accounting. And you said you're currently in Texas? Yes. Okay. Texas in the building. And so how did you, how did God tell you that? Your name was April Love. How did he give you that name? What oh, yeah. Okay. So God, so what happened was I had to go, through, I went through deliverance. And while going through deliverance, um, my representative or my attorney um, before the course of heaven, when she brought back my um, not guilty verdict in the, in the email or the letter, it said April Love at the be- at the, at the title and then God started speaking. He spoke to her and she relayed the message to me. And um, it's so funny because as a little girl growing up, people called me April Love, but I never took on to that name. But when God gave it to me in March of 2022, now I'm taking that name. So it's funny how when I was a little girl, I didn't. But since now God has brought it back up. That's where the name came from. And that's the name that I chose to use um, as my name. And God is love. So I love the fact that he called me April love. That's so good. That's true. God is love. And so you were saying that you were going through deliverance. Yes. Okay. And then you received the email. Yes. And in the email is, it said April love and yes. you know, okay. Yeah. And you knew that God was re transforming your name 
because he was speaking to you through the email. Yes. And the fact that he's he's transforming me at the same time, even before my deliverance, he has started, you know, healing my heart and working in me. And what I realized, and I get chills every time I talk about it, but what I realized was that he was showing me that he loved me. So all of this was happening at the same time. So it was just like a breath of fresh air of this is love. This is what it feels like. This is who he is. This is who I am because I'm in his image. So I love it. Right. That's right. And I've heard of people going through their transformation of God transforming them and they have a name change. You know, you are no longer called what the world is calling you, but this is the name that I have given you. And so I love that you're going by your God-given. Yes. Your God-given name, April Love. And so let's get right into our question. When did you come into the realization that there was a God? What happened? Take us back to that day on how you even started your transformation process and the name change. Okay, sure. So um, I believe that there was a God as a little girl um, because my grandmother was grounded and rooted in God. I would see my grandmother at 5 a.m. every morning up reading her Bible. And so that's where my foundation started because she would take us to church. And I have sisters, so when I say us, Um, She would take us to church. And then I remember going to um, Sunday school is what it was called then, which I guess is like um, children's church now. So I remember going to Bible study. I remember going to the um, like used to be called Camp Awana. So different trips that the church would take us on. And then I sung in the choir as a little girl. So I remember knowing of God and that there was a God as a young girl. Um, And so growing up through life, I've always known that there was a God and because of that experience. But I started to experience more real life, knowing that, yes, there's truly a God when I was baptized. And I want to say it was 1997. Um, And that's when I started feeling, yes, the Holy Spirit is real, that God speaks and Um, you know, he tries to keep us on the right path, the narrow path, which I veered off many a times and, you know, he's brought me right back. So I've known that there's a God since a little girl and then different tragedies and different traumatic experiences that I've experienced in my life. I know that that only could have been God that saved me, that protected me, that kept me, um, through the experiences. Right. I get choked up because that's how God, that's how real God is. When people say, you know, God isn't real, it just it it does something yeah. to me because I know. Right. Yeah. You experienced it for yourself. And so oh, was, yeah. there, was there one particular experience that really solidified, like, oh, God is with me. There oh. is something out there. Is there a particular experience? Many. I have so many that I can name, but I'll tell you this one. Um, This is in my early 20s when I was just wilding out, right? Just doing whatever. Um, I was drinking and I was high on drugs and I was driving down the highway high and drunk. And I don't remember anything. 
I come off the highway and I don't remember this part coming off the highway, but as I come off the highway, I'm driving down this street. And now this was in Maryland um, and there's a gas station and I literally run into the gas station. Jordan, I hit no pump and my car went into a ditch. So I know that God was with me and was protecting me at that very moment because how was I that high and drunk that I didn't even know what was going on and didn't hit a gas pump and wind up in a ditch. And when I like came to realization, I was in the back of a police cruiser and didn't have no idea what happened. So God was with me. Mm. And so is that how you started your journey of transformation? And your name change? Is that that moment? What was the moment that started you on your journey of transformation? Actually, like, okay, I know that there's a God, but I'm going to actually start living this. I'm going to start making some lifestyle changes that are in alignment with the will of God for my life. You know what? It's so it's so crazy because it's been several occasions where I've had those experiences where, okay, I'm going to get my life together. I'm not going to do anything that I know is against the will of God. That happened several times. And, you know, as you know, in life, we kind of tend to be just like the Israelites. We go back and forth, you know, in these seasons of I'm going to follow God or I'm going to do what I want. The rebellion stage. So I'm going to just start with the most recent because that's what led up to the name change. And I think that's what you're asking. So what happened to me in 2020? Um. Let me back up just a tad bit. In 2017, I was with the guy who was the guy of my life. He was an excellent man. He was killed, right? He, he was killed and it was very traumatic. It was unexpected. It was just, I just didn't have no understanding behind it. That led me to, okay, God, like this has happened to me too many times. And clearly I need to focus on you because I keep going down this route of getting in relationships and then tragic situations happen and they're taken away. And so I was by myself for three years, two of those years focused on God, just focused on God, reading, praying, going to church and doing everything that I knew was right. Here comes a distraction. The enemy sent a narcissist to me in 2020. Mm -hmm. So in 2020, going through this experience while the Holy Spirit is telling me, get out of this relationship, not even to get in it. Um, you know, this man is not right, etc. Right. So he put his hands on me and I've never been physically abused before. So and I'm like, this is not of God. Like, I've got to get out of this. Now, this is four months into the relationship when he put his hands on me. And so I just continue to pray and like kind of like almost beg God to get me out of this situation because for some reason I wasn't strong enough to do it myself. Whereas in the past, it's no problem. I I can cut you off and keep it moving. Right. But for some reason that I learned now is when I was trauma bonded and that's why it was so hard for me to get out. And, you know, narcissists, they put love spells on you, all kinds of stuff happened. it's, It's more spiritual than it is physical. Um, that I've learned over the last two years. So after that happened, I still stayed with him. And I was like, girl, what is wrong with you? It's so many things that I could say of why did you stay? 
you should have been left, you know, all of that. So long story short, um, by month nine, that's when I realized that he was a narcissist. And that's when I, I started educating myself. I got books and everything. And I was like, okay, God, you have to get me out of this because I can't do it. It's like when I would try to leave him alone, they love bomb you. So it's like it started all over again. And I'm just like, I can't do this by myself. God, you have to do it. So the Holy Spirit told me in month nine or 10, he his exact words were, if you do not leave, you are going to be dead. That scared me so bad because it was almost like it was not an audible voice, but it was so clear. It was so like it was like a download in your mind. Like you just knew but it was a strong download, like not yeah. the normal me hearing God. It was strong. And, you know, when you when you can feel God, you can kind of start to tell when he's serious and when he's real serious. Right. This was real serious. So you start learning the characteristics. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one thing about it, while I was with him, I never stopped reading my Bible. I never stopped praying. Right. Yeah. So those are the things that they try to take from you. But I continued on. So I pressed into God. And I believe that's why the Holy Spirit was like, you know, this is your last and final warning to get out. So when I heard him, I was just like, okay, I'm done. I started the no contact process by just cutting him off of all my social medias. He would still try to come over and still try to talk to me. But in the process of this, God had already told me that I was moving to Texas. So it made it a little bit better for me because when God told me that I was moving to Texas, that was earlier in the year. I had continued with my journey of flying to Texas to see you know, where I was going to be, the house that I was going to stay in and all of this. So um, I was able to get away from him finally in June of 20, um, 2021. So in 2021, when I got away from him completely in like complete no contact, like meaning he could not even call my phone or do anything as far as getting in contact with me, um, that's when the transformation really picked up because that's when I started like self-deliverance. I was on my face. Um, I was crying out to God. I was fasting. I mean, I was doing whatever it took to get myself to a point where I could say I can at least stand up without Mm -hmm. feeling wild. And if I can put it in those um, terms. Right, right, right. It was just like, wow, I can't believe that the strong April love could not get away from this. So um, I give glory to God every time I talk about this, because I know that it was him that delivered me, healed me, you know, got me through this. Yeah. So from that transformation, what happened after I moved to Texas and, you know, was flat out on my face, crying out to God I had a, I have a client who also has a deliverance ministry and I reached out to her and was like, I really need to get delivered because you know, them soul ties are like really serious. And like I said, because of that trauma bond, I needed to get clear of all of that. So whatever demonic spirits that entered me, I needed to, to get clear and clean. And so I went through her deliverance program and, or her ministry and Um, It was the highest package is what the Holy Spirit told them to give me, which was called the powerhouse package. And it included 
a 21 day fast, um, a Daniel's fast. And I had um, to go through a journaling process. I had to sit with the Holy Spirit to get what he was giving me to be able to share with them. Um, I had to fill out a like a, a, a deep packet from early on childhood from my ancestors. I mean, it was really, it was really a lot, but it was worth it. And so I had my deliverance um, in March. And when we finished the deliverance, um, that's when I got the verdict of not guilty. I found out what spirits were in the court of heaven that spoke up, the spirits that didn't speak up. Um, and then God wrote me a letter, which I would love to share with you, but I would have to find it. But when I say like, every time I read that, it just makes me cry because God loves us so much. He loves us so much. And if we can grasp that, a lot of times we won't put ourselves in these situations over and over again. And so after that experience, um, and that's how I got the name. It was like my life just totally changed. Like I'm just a different person. I speak different. I act different. Like he has me in isolation in 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 this season. Even still, it's been about a year now because I moved to Houston uh, to Texas in June of 2021, and. I've been in isolation since like I have no family in Texas. It's just me and my children and my grandson. And it's just been me and God. And like, that's how I spend my time. You know, I, I attend Bible study. I go to church still. I joined the church here in Houston, but he is my life. And that is yeah. who I am now. And I, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm. Your story is so good. There was a couple points that I wanted to bring up as far as you mentioned a trauma bond, mm -hmm. which is a real thing. Bonded, being bonded with someone through trauma. Can you explain a little bit about what that is for people who may have never heard that term? Because I remember being in a trauma bond, but didn't know that it was a trauma bond because I didn't know like what that word was or yes. if that, that was even a thing. Yes. You know, like you're just in these situations or relationships and you're just like, why is it so hard to just detach <laughs> and get out? And then it's like, is this a spiritual attack? You know, am I being attacked? So can you talk further about what exactly is a trauma bond? And then how did you know that you were in a trauma bond? Yes, absolutely. So basically like I said, I could not break away from him, right? That was one of the first ways that I knew. Something is wrong because I normally can just, I've been married before and I've gotten out of that relationship. So why was this one so hard? Mm. Well, from the spiritual realm, when you're connected to a narcissist, they are demonic entities. Mm. Now, what you attach yourself to, don't think that you're going to walk away from those entities, like, think about latching on to you, right? And so I knew that this was spiritual because I'm not a dreamer. And I was having demonic dreams while with him. And that was not you. That's not the norm for me. And so I was just like, something is really wrong. So as I was, like I said, researching and trying to figure out what was going on, 
I'm like, how can I allow this person to treat me so bad when I know my worth? I know my value. It was because it's a it's a bond that you made with this person through sex, um, just being connected with connected with him. So I knew then that the abuse, um, even from my childhood, which I learned through therapy because I left that part out. I've been in therapy since June of 20, July of 2021, that as a child, always having to feel like I had to take care of everyone because my mom was on drugs and you know, I was like, I'm the middle child, but I'm the strong child. I'm the one that's always helping everybody, always taking care of people. So my own trauma was now being brought to the surface. But um, other ways to know that you are in a trauma bond is because, like I said, you can't let go. And I truly believe that a part of the trauma bond is with a narcissist or like sociopath and psychopaths. It's it's this, it's like a spell that's mm-hmm. been put on. Yeah. So I knew that like witchcraft. Yeah, witchcraft, because that's what that's what that is, you know? Yeah. And the the spirits are real. Like if you don't believe that demons are real and that demonic entities exist, you know, right here on earth, yeah, they work through people. And I believe that he was sent by Satan because I was on the right path with God and he was trying to get me off again. And I was so mad at myself, Jordan, because I'm like, how did I fall for this? And my therapist had to help me understand that, you know, you were by yourself, you were vulnerable. You just got up, you know, had to be taken from a relationship um, through death So, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. But I'm like, you know what? This is just not me. So Mm -hmm. it's it's so much to it. And I mean, I don't want to take up too much time trying to go into other areas of the trauma. No, no, this main thing. Yeah, no, that's really good because um, trauma bonds, just from my understanding, usually happen right before you're going to that next level. Like the enemy will send this person and it comes in a form of a relationship and it's almost like a disguise. And it's like, it can be, you have really good highs. And then when it's low, when it's over and it's to break, it's like, you can't break it. And like you said, you've been in other situations where you were like, you're done, move on. But this is like, you have to really get deliverance. And God, has, there has to be like a divine removal yeah. of that person um, because, like you said, it's more spiritual. Right. Um, if anything. And mm-hmm. so you talked about narcissists, which as a child of God, as you're going along your journey, you encounter narcissists. Now, the person you had the trauma bond with, was this person a narcissist as well? That's the person. He was That's a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I started doing my research because I couldn't understand his behavior. I've never experienced that before because I didn't know about narcissists. Like, even if I knew of some behaviors, I never knew the word narcissist like this until I started going through it. And so I started researching his characteristics, the the things he was doing and saying, and everything that I looked up, it came about 
narcissist. And I was like, oh, okay. Everything just started making sense then, even down to his family. Right. And what were some of the characteristics that you noticed that were like, okay, yeah, he's a narcissist? Oh, yeah, definitely. So manipulation is number one, right? That's the number one character of Jezebel, right? They're, They're manipulative and controlling. He was very controlling. He was very manipulative as far as um, just wanting things to go his way all the time. It was all about him. Nobody else mattered. And everybody else was the, he was pointing the finger at them. Mm. He did nothing wrong, right? But one of the biggest things that just, it just did something to me was he accused me of doing stuff almost every day. So it was torture. Jordan, when I say, if I can say this, um, my testimony is deep. I've been I've been in, incarcerated. I was in the feds for two years. Mm. Okay, so think about that. If I can tell you that being with this narcissist was worse than being in a federal penitentiary, that says a lot. It does. So it was torture. It was everyday torture with the accusing um, you doing this, you doing that. But that's because that's their cover up. They're the ones that's doing it. So they blame you for doing it. Um, one of the other things that was just, it was just mind, I was mind blown that you want to be complimented every day, all day long. Like your image, their image mean everything to them. Um, they have this mask on and you are the one that gets to see the mask. No one else really sees that mask because you're with them, right? So always wanted admiration, always want to be, you know, complimented. But the biggest thing was the insecurities. He was very, very insecure. And so um, there was, you know, other things that that came up that I was just like, this is not normal. Like, I've never experienced this, experienced this in any other relationship of my own or never seen anyone else go through this type of uh, drama. He was a drama queen. I've never yeah. met a man that has more drama than a woman. Oh, my goodness. It was a lot. So. I mean, these people are very dangerous. And if and it's a real thing, because those exact characteristics that you mentioned, though, that that's real. It's so real. It's too real. It's so real that you would think this can't be real. Mm. Okay. You got deliverance. You yes. went to a deliverance program. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for this deliverance? No, 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 no. This is this a ministry, and they don't charge for their deliverance. Okay, I was wondering because you said a program. I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's. A, I wasn't sure. Okay. A ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got some deliverance. Yes. You went fast, prayed, and then you mentioned something that caught my attention about the courts of heaven, and you knew like the spirits in the spiritual realm. Can mm-hmm. you talk more about like the courts of heaven? in the spiritual realm and how did you know like what was going on in that realm so i didn't know about the spiritual realm or the courts of heaven before going through deliverance now i always knew that spirits exist right because the bible Mm -hmm. tells us that principalities and rulers of dark places um it's real right it's it is what it is but when i went through my deliverance i watched this video by um I can't remember his name, Dr. Mm, I can't remember his name. I'll, I'll give it to you. But he does a very good video on the courts of heaven. And mm-hmm. so if you think about going to court here in, in the U.S., right, it's a similar thing. So 
you have a judge that sits in a high place and he rules and he gives the verdict and you know you have people that come to court so it's if you and the reason why I'm giving it to you like that is because that's in layman's terms where most people can understand it that just like you go to court here there's a court in heaven and so what happens in the courts of heaven is um you have an attorney that represents you, which um, this young lady is amazing. She's an amazing sister. Um, she's very, she's she's very strong. Um, so you knew the attorney in heaven who was representing you? Yes. Mm-hmm. How did you know that? He's with the ministry. Oh. He's who I would give my, my, the information that the Holy Spirit would download into me. I shared that with her. She was mm. with me what the Holy Spirit was giving her in reference to my case. And so some things I had to pray about, some things I just sat with the Holy Spirit to see if he wanted to elaborate on. Because this ministry is led by the Holy Spirit. If you come and ask a question, they'll send you back to the Holy Spirit. So um, a lot of times um, I would sit with the Holy Spirit and just hear what he has to say. And I would just write everything down and. When I met with her, you know, I would give that to her, which was a part of my journaling journaling process. And so when she went before me, before the courts, she would present that information, right? And so when the, the trial was over, my verdict was not guilty. And then some of the spirits that showed up was um, Leviathan, Delilah, um, Pride, um, trying to think of some of the ones that's coming to mind. Mm. Um, there were a list of spirits because I'm visually looking at the the email of the report. There were a list of spirits that didn't speak up. They just appeared to court, but they didn't say anything. Is there a reason that they showed up and didn't say anything? You know, I don't know the answer to oh, that. Okay, I yeah. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I think, you know, what I think of when I think of this is like when you have a jury, not everyone speaks, but people are there. I see. Yeah. So that's what that's my interpretation. But um, yeah, so the the verdict was not guilty, like I said, and the spirits that spoke up, you know, they tried to say different things, but they knew that I was close to God and they knew that me going through deliverance would not allow them to continue to do the things that they were trying to do. For an example, um, the spirit of, I want to say, cause this was about control. My son, they were trying to use me to tear my son down and I wasn't having it because they said that I'm the mother and that I have control over my son and that my son has to listen to me and things like that. Other parts were um, from another spirit, which had to be a a spirit of um, some type of sexual demon because they were trying to go inside of my private area and my arms, my legs to take my strength to So that's two different things. One was trying to, you know, have intercourse or whatever. And I've had dreams like that. And I told you, I don't really dream or I don't remember what dreams, but they're like, those are, can be demonic attacks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, like I said, it was different spirits that were there that didn't speak up, but the ones that did speak up, those were some of the ones that I just named. And, um, 
going through deliverance, why it's so important to go through with deliverance is because now those spirits have no legal rights, no more authority over me because the the courts, it it's basically... You're done. It's, 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 oh. So as you're talking and I'm listening, okay, what comes to mind is that the enemy has to have permission. Yes. They can't just come in and start attacking unless there's an open door, unless you give them an open door. And then once you open up that door, you have to seek deliverance. That's true. You you have to get deliverance from these spiritual demonic entities. You do. You do. And you know what's even more important? And I'm going to just be real. Deliverance is great. It's after deliverance because you have to do your due diligence to keep them doors shut. And for me, I felt this is how I felt. And I told God this. I said, God, I'm on your team. I'm I'm team Jesus. Like I'm sold out for you. It's nothing that nobody can do to change my mind because of what I've gone through. First of all, I did too much to go through deliverance to just turn around and have to do it again. That fasting for them 21 days, you know, for someone that did small fast, you know, here and there to do 21. And I had did a three day extra fast right before that, right before those 21 days. That's a lot. So I'm not going to play with God and go back and open these doors to just to have to go through deliverance again. And that's where people mess up from what I can see is that they they close the doors, but then they reopen them. So we have to live a holy, for me, I'm going to speak for me, holy, sanctified, um, consecrated life and lifestyle to make sure that those entities cannot come back in, that those spirits don't have an entryway. And we know the Bible verse that says, when you get rid of those spirits, seven more come back if they can't find find an empty place. Seven more come back more wicked than the ones that were there. And so, it's harder. And it gets harder to be free from them. It's going to take more. You yes. fast for twenty days. You're going to have to fast for forty days and for you know it's going to yeah. be much take much more. Exactly. And I refuse to do that. So I'm yes. just like, you know, God. I'm so focused on God that nothing else really matters. Um, I've been abstinent for over a year and a half. Yeah. And you know, the three years that I was by myself, I was doing that. But this time, it's like. I've been so in tune with the Holy Spirit and spending so much time, you know, reading, praying and fasting that it's like, you know, it's, it just, I'm just, I'm focused. That's good. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for, for sharing your testimony, your story. You're so welcome. I know that it's going to bless and encourage someone um, because these are all things family that you will experience along your journey of becoming who God is calling you to become. Yes. And so we have to be aware, understand how to break free and understand the attacks of the enemy because the enemy is not coming at you in a red suit and horns, but he's coming in the form of this guy that tells you he loves you. And then you can't figure out. And then, you know, the mask comes off and you can't figure out why you're stuck. Exactly. Why you can't leave. And so, these are all, you know, scenarios that we have to be mindful of, mindful of as we are 
becoming who God is calling us to be. And so where can we find you? If we want to know more information about you, April, about your story, who you are, where can we find you? Sure. So I am on YouTube, Journey with a Queen. Um, I am on Instagram, Journey underscore with a Queen. Um, I have a podcast that is also called Journey with a Queen. And um, if you wanted to find me outside of Journey with a Queen, I have um, my accounting business is Accounting Plus Tax Services. So I'm on all social media. I'm on TikTok too as Journey with a Queen. So I'm a little bit everywhere. Journey with a Queen. Look that up on social. Thank you so much, April. And we'll see you guys in our next episode of Jordan's Journey Podcast. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by this episode. For additional resources to help you grow in life and in faith along your journey, visit jordansjourneycoaching.com. Until next time, God loves you so much and so do I. Bye.